Well, hello, everybody. Yes, you do not need to check. Uh, you do not need to check your computers. This is a podcast daddy stream. It's been a hot minute since I've even graced the podcasting platform. How's everybody doing tonight at this wonderful, oh God, what even day is it? It's, it's wet. Holy shit, my days are mixing together. It is Wednesday. So we all know that it we all know that March is Women's History Month and we were expecting some of the greatest moments in women's history to be made this month whether it be new streaming new content creators just anything popping out of the blue but instead we get smacked with this announcement and it breaks breaks my heart in two Hitomi Tanaka if you know who that is is quitting the uh industry now, 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 folks, I know this will break your heart because it, it's breaking mine. If you want me to be completely honest, one of the best, <clears throat> one of the best workers in the industry is finally quitting. And this is the official statement made on her Instagram page. Hitomi is retiring with a video released in April 2022. This is going to be my last video. I'm sorry I surprised, surprised my fans by the sudden announcement. I started thinking about the retirement around the summer of 2020. Actually, I didn't think... I'd be able to continue for so long. Good God, that English. I know English isn't her first language, so it's kind of a heart it's kind of a pain in the ass to read. If I hadn't had a valuable fan if I hadn't had a valuable fans like you, I think I quit earlier. I truly appreciate everyone who supported me. Thank you very much indeed. I don't want sad faces and quiet environment. Please send me off with a smile. All I can say is Satomi Tanaka from everyone here that has watched every video and has <laughs> spent quality time watching them. I'm going to give you a hardcore salute to send you off the right way. Now, I really, you really don't blame people when they want to quit the industry like this because that's their choice. And if they do this for so long, it takes a physical toll on their body. And obviously, it's going to take a mental toll, too. So with her quitting, it's like, well, kind of seen it coming and <laughs> kind of seen it coming. And with the last video being released in April, it's going to be a very, very weird. It's going to be a very weird video to to watch. Just knowing that this will be the last one you ever see. So it might be a tearjerker. Now, last week, Artesian Builds, the PC building company, they took a gun, shot themselves in the foot once, decided one time is not enough. We're going to do it five more times. By doing a live stream, by doing a live stream for specifically... Let's take that off. Now, Artesian Builds is a PC building company based out of California. Well, was until last week's live stream where they had a ambassadors-only PC giveaway, which, cool. They decided to, you know, give away, they decided to give away a PC to all the ambassadors that had codes that have been giving them free promotion for all this fucking time. And, I mean, they were, 
the streamers were telling people, hey, go check out our teaching builds, use my code, basic ambassador shit. Well, during one of their live streams, they decided to shit on one of the, they decided to shit on one of the ambassadors saying that her view count wasn't high enough and that her numbers weren't exactly what they wanted. Ashley Zombie in chat, hey, how you doing? Now let's watch this video and see exactly what was said during that live stream that caused such a ruckus. Now I didn't know about this until I seen the tweet from Kia Pia, which she has gained a lot, and I mean a lot of traction from this little event right here. I think she gained, what'd she say, over 10,000 10, followers since this event. The original tweet that set it all off that I found this on says, If you haven't heard, Artesian Bills does not care about their small streamer ambassadors. They have monthly PC giveaways for their ambassadors. Great, right? Expect, I think she meant accept, but it's Twitter. I don't expect perfect spelling. Expect they don't care for small streamers. I got chosen and they changed the rules last minute. This is the first video of proof that she provided. This is really low, like even for basically during the entire during the entire stream, he said her numbers weren't meeting what they needed to be, and that she basically got taken out of the out of the giveaway because her numbers weren't what they expected. And it continues on with, you hear this man's voice, he's belittling, belittling me. It's slander and defamation of my stream and me as a person. I won that PC fair and square. The rules say that you need the Artesian panel in your Twitch about, and I do have it. So what's the issue Artesian builds? combined still under 5k even across multiple socials i was trying to be generous mm, that's a tough one because there's got to be reasons for people's numbers i know that's also true let's go into the analytics dashboard now see my problem with this is if you're holding a giveaway for your ambassadors that give you free promotion for all of your PCs in your company and you don't give them like they did right here, if you don't give them their computers, you are spitting in the face of every person that decided to promote your shit. And the last tweet that came from this thread says the reason, like what? Sorry not everyone has money for a PC. It's expensive. So condescending. Basically telling Artesian, Artesian builds to do better. And this is the last video that she posted from that thread. Oh, and there's the re-roll. Here's the reason, chatterbabies. Here's the reason. This person has three months of ambassadorship and not a single click.
That is such a cunty thing to say. Like, oh, you have three months with us and nobody has clicked on your uh, on your link? Oh, well, you don't deserve this PC. Like, dude, do you know how much gaming PCs cost? Like, on the low end, a decent one can run you up to two grand. So saying that, oh, you only have three months with us and uh, no clicks? Oh, well, I guess you should go kindly fuck yourself then, huh? That's such a... That is the cuntiest thing to say, especially being the ambassador of a fucking company. So, obviously, after getting their name... Obviously, after getting their name drugged through the mud... Drugged through the mud, and I mean just straight everybody shitting on them. Their CEO, the one who made these original claims, decided to make an apology video, which he deleted, but the great thing about the internet, everything you put up will be archived for the internet to laugh at you. Which, of course, they did delete the apology why video, because why would you want to keep up something where your ambassador... The number one reason is not about... Fucking ads. Why would you want to keep up a video that makes you look bad and makes you look like the jackass you are for saying what you did about your ambassadors? Here's the video of the apology from the CEO, Noah. Okay, my first problem with this is the audio quality. If it's an apology, it... it if you're going to make an apology video, at least make it sound like you're not talking through a tin can. Last night on a platform with a glitch in front of the web that many innocent creators helped me create, I was pulled apart. He glossed over a few amazing creators in a PC giveaway. I absolutely should not have done that, and I didn't. So if you know that that was a stupid thing to do, and that was a cunty thing to say... Why would you say it? Why would you do it if you knew it was a wrong thing to say? And I, unless you wanted to pull the holier-than-thou card, that's the only way I could see it, where you thought, oh, well, I'm the owner of this company. I can say and do what I want. No, no, that's not how, that's not a way anybody should be treated, but yet you chose to. That is what everybody is pissed about. It's not that you try, it's not that you guys know you are talking to small streamers who are helping you build a community up. I mean, from the very, from the ground up, I remember getting my ambassador code and being like, okay, these guys are good, but then never hearing anything about it. Because of, because of what? You guys don't do anything for your creators. You shit on them and then wonder why nobody wants to work with you guys. Like you did 
like you have been doing. Y yeah, nice job, bud. That should have been the way it worked from the beginning. It should not have been, it will be pick and choose. It should be, okay, they may not have any clicks. Well, all right, we understand. It should not have been pick and choose. It should have been this person deserved the PC because that's who you picked in the giveaway. But no, it was, oh, they didn't do what we wanted them to do. They didn't... Uh, they didn't meet the quote-unquote criteria that was not even set up. The criteria you guys had in your terms of service that said you need this amount of clicks, you need this amount of whatever the fuck just to be able to win a PC. You guys never, ever, ever said that in your terms of service of the contest. That's why people are so pissed off with you. Well, actually, you've been trying to do that, but with how shitty those comments were during that stream, it's hard for people to take you seriously. It's hard for somebody to look at your apology video that you are posting and being like, okay, well, we're sorry. It reminds me of that South Park episode where, where they were making fun of BP, and the guy just is in random positions going, I'm sorry. It, it, that's all this reminds me of. Because that's what you're doing is just in different positions saying we should have done this, we should have done this, we should have done this. <coughs> Why did it take a small creator calling you out on your bullshit for you guys to realize, oh, we might have fucked up hardcore here. I'm extremely sorry and I wouldn't want to have been treated that way. Stupid. Super, super stupid. I won't do it again. I'm an influencer, but I'm also an executive. And those boundaries can get blurred. I know what to do. I appreciate all the feedback from all of you. We spent some time looking at all of it, ingesting, thinking. We will do better. Thank you for your patience. We hope to create amazing things together real soon. Now, I would like to say that a lot of people took this apology in jest and said, okay, maybe they were, maybe they feel truly sorry about what they did. You know, this apology was taken and being, was taken as a, okay, they genuinely feel bad for what they did. We should, we should allow them to grow from their decisions. <laughs> that did not work out. They had a whole community, not only Kia's, but everybody from some ordinary gamer to a bunch of other content creators saying, you guys fucked up hard, and I mean hard. Duh. So no, fuck you. We don't want to work with you. You guys 
screwed the pooch on this one, and we're not going to come back. From, you guys aren't going to come back from this. Now, tweeted today, actually. This is from the Artesian Builds official account. We are sad to announce that, effective now, we are freezing, suspending all activities. Ongoing is analysis by outside counsel for reorg to ensure fair treatments of clients, creditors, and employees. We expect more info by month's end. We are open to, to assistant investment. <sighs> Come to find out, they let go of a lot of employees. All of their employees basically had their checks frozen and are out of a job and are looking for work and are asking for donations in this time, which you guys really screwed over a lot of good people just trying to do what they love to do, and that's build computers, which blows my mind that you guys are so so okay with it seems like you guys are so okay with screwing over a bunch of people doing this it it amazes me that a company could fuck over so many people and give such a half-assed apology like that one was we're sorry we're sorry we're really sorry like no you guys aren't you guys are the farthest thing from sorry that I have ever seen. And it was that sad-ass YouTuber apology that you always see with a long... <sighs> Hi, guys. We need to have a conversation. That's all that seemed to me as soon as that video popped up. So while we're still on the topic of Twitter-related news, GG's creator, Goodnight Panda, is stepping down as the runner of the app. If you don't know what GG's TV is, it is basically MySpace for gamers. I highly recommend it for people that are not on the app yet or not on the website. If you're looking for people to play with, go on there. You're looking for a community, go there. If you are looking for anything gaming related, streaming related, and kind of want to stay away from the politics that you see on Twitter a lot, I would definitely recommend GG's TV. And Goodnight Panda is a great guy. Every interaction I've had with the dude has been nothing but professional. It's been a professional interaction, and there's nothing wrong that I could ever say about him. He posted a tweet longer explaining why he is stepping down as CEO of GG's TV. This will load. Stepping down as CEO of GG's TV. After some thinking, I've decided to step down as CEO of GG's TV with having a full-time job and newly married. And coding the entire site as well as the entire social media app, I just don't have time to manage everything that is required to keep the site going, so John Reeves Live will be handling this from now on as co-owner. Nobody blames you, man. Not a single person blames you for stepping down, especially with all that being thrown, thrown on your plate. Not a single person blames you for wanting to step down and worry more about your IRL life than you do about this internet bullshit. I understand that you went through it, that you've been working on this app for a long time and it has been kind of like your pet pet project and it's growing substantially. I mean, there has been so many people that have joined the app. I, I am on the app. Just look up Podcast Daddy like I am everywhere else. It's a great app for gamers. It is the MySpace for gamers. That's how it's advertised, and they advertise that perfectly. 
The rest of it says, I will stay on the team and help develop new features and finish the mobile app, but without the pressure of running an entire social media site. Hoping me getting out of the way will help the site continue to grow and blossom into the MySpace for gamers that I envisioned. Thank you all for your support. All I can say is, bro, keep doing what you're doing, and I hope nothing but the best for you. I really do, because this app has a lot of potential, and I can only see it going up from here. This one, this article right here, struck a nerve with me because God of War is my, is one of my favorite it's one of my favorite games to ever exist, so seeing an article like this kind of made my blood boil a little bit. It says, live-action Kratos needs to be black. <clears throat> live-action Kratos needs to be black. Now, my problem with this is it's not that the character... I don't care if the actor is black, white, green, gray, yellow, purple, orange. I don't give a shit. As long as the person that plays Kratos is a good actor because if it's going to stay true to the story material, no matter what, his skin is going to end up ghost-ass white. After he kills everybody in his village, including his daughter and his wife, the ashes from, that, the ashes from his massacre completely engulf him and turn him ghost-white. So no matter what color the actor is, he's going to end up white as shit. The God of War adaptation needs to be loyal to the game, even if some fans don't want it to be. If it stayed, if, if it stays to the source material, then Kratos will inevitably be white. Now, basically, these paragraphs are just saying that a uh, video game to TV show has never done good. We all know this. It's the same shit we hear every time we. It's the same shit we hear every time we hear a video game or a comic book being turned into a movie or a TV show. We just get the automatic ugh. My hopes are there, but they are not extremely high. And this is the actual meat of the article right here. Uh, the creator said, when you look at Kratos, you see a white person. I don't mean Caucasian or light-skinned. I mean, he's literally white. Kratos is covered in ashes, meaning a casual observer might not realize the inherent blackness that has always been attached to Kratos. In the brief scene where his skin turns ash, it is clearly black underneath. No, it is not. He's Greek. It's kind of like a... I mean, it's brown. But I, I think when they say black, they mean like the voice actor for God of War 2018. Like that kind... That. You know, that. Terrence, he calls it, and Chris draw the two actors that have played Kratos are black. White is so often seen as a default for everything from casting to med... From casting to medicine to emojis, both Kratos, our default should be black. No. No, it shouldn't. It should be a good actor. That's what it should be, is a good actor. Because, no matter what, and I'm going to say this for like the 18,000th time, he is going to turn out white due to the ashes. So, I mean, you can argue with this till you're blue in the face, but he's going to end up being white. We don't know what story the series will tell. God of War seems like the natural bet, but then the game does not explain the ashy complexion or the fact that ashes are that of Kratos' family. How does that work in a narrative where his son is alive and the core, plot, 
The core plot point is scattering his wife's ashes. Answers on a postcard. It's basically just saying we should have a black Kratos. Since the voice actors in both of the games were black, they need to cast Kratos as a black actor, which I don't agree with because even in 2008, we see right here, his skin is white from the ashes. So that is a complete, that's, that's a view I guess you can take on on your own. I think it should just be a good actor. I think Dave Bautista would be a great person to play Kratos. I've said this from the beginning because this is not the first time that we've heard of a God of War live action series or a God of War movie. No matter what, as long as we have somebody good playing Kratos, I don't really give a shit what color his skin is. Never have. I've never been one person to argue whether a person's skin color should be black, white, or whatever, as long as they're a great actor. Now... I, I'm all for I'm all for celebrities getting into the gaming scene. I have no issue with it. I think gaming is becoming more and more acceptable than it was a couple of years ago when you would get made fun of for when you would get made fun of for playing video games because you were a nerd, you were an outcast, uh, you spent your Fridays and Saturdays just playing video games with your friends. Now it seems like everybody and their mother is playing video games, which I have no issue with. It, but when we have hip-hop artists starting to join orgs, that's when it gets a little weird for me. Now, obviously you've heard Snoop, Snoop Dogg, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog has joined FaZe Clan. Yeah, I know, that sounds about as weird as... That sounds about as weird as it goes. So obviously, he joins Face Clan, so you gotta post a video about it, and being an animated video is even, is what shocked me more than anything. Am I still streaming? Let's go! You're, uh, you're breaking up. I'm breaking up heads right now, baby. That's all to break it up though. Yeah, it is. Hey, I do like how streamers or do like how uh, rappers are starting to become more more known in the streaming game, like T Pain doing streaming. <clears throat> I remember when that first started, and that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever watched. I will sit and watch T Pain stream for hours just because he reviews music, he plays video games, he does a podcast sort of thing. It's definitely one of the most entertaining Hip hop artists on that on Twitch or on any streaming platform. I am a part of the phase clan. Phase up with us. It's going down. Phase the fuck up. And what cracks me up about what cracks me up about this is most of those guys that were that are saying. Oh, Snoop Dogg is, you know, Snoop Dogg's part of FaZe Clan. Snoop Dogg is now officially repping that FaZe Clan. 90% of them were probably made to Snoop Dogg songs, were conceived to Snoop Dogg songs. I would bet any money on it that a lot of them, a lot of them were made in the backseat of a Cadillac to a Snoop Dogg song. 
Now, of course, it wouldn't be a live stream if I didn't talk about if I didn't talk about politics just a li what? No, get out of here with that. <laughs> Are you serious? I can't I can't read this article without I can't read this article without logging in. Okay, that's kind of that's kind of fucking trash. Well, I guess uh, we won't read that because there's no way I'm su subscribing just to read a just to read a fucking article. Hell no. Basically, the gut. A way I could sum up that article in a couple words or less. Making the choice to go back to work is a big decision. Now let's cut that off because ads. If I don't get paid, I'm not playing the ad. There's no way in hell. The gist of that article is the government is trying to regulate cryptocurrency into the actual market. Anytime I see the government saying, well, we need to regulate this or we need to start we need to start doing our doing our own thing of it kind of reminds me of that it reminds me of that kid in school that would always whine and cry when they didn't get invited to play didn't get invited to play with the other kids <laughs> it's always it's always well they get to play why don't i get to play because we don't want you here we don't want you to join us, especially in cryptocurrency, because you guys have already fucked our American dollar, and I can only assume that our American dollar is just going to keep going down and down and down. So with the crypto market being introduced as a form of currency that the government cannot touch, obviously they got to get their hands on it. They got to come in, they got to they got to get their little they got to get their cut. Oh, you're making money that we can't tax? I need my cut. You need to give me my 15%, my 20%, my 25%. Like, no. You guys have already done your damage. You guys have already done it. You don't need to do more damage to a market that is untapped and has full potential. So, back the fuck up right now. I think we need to... We need to start doing that as a country, and well, not even as a country, but as a world, as a global idea to tell the government, this is our way that we are going to communicate with each other with a monetary system that you cannot tax, that we can trade evenly between everybody. Oh, Boogie. I, re I remember watching Boogie growing up thinking that his Francis videos were hilarious. You know, fat guy slamming a keyboard, fat guy smashing shit, fat guy mixing up Mountain Dew and Doritos was always the funniest thing to me. Don't know why. I was a teen. I thought it was funny. I still think Boogie is funny when he isn't the... To put this nicely, when he doesn't play the, oh, I'm the nice guy. I I'm not the one to... I'm not the one to step on toes. I want to be the fence sitter. He sits on the fence so much. I am pretty sure he has a fence indent on both of his ass cheeks. I would put money on that. It was either last year or the year prior. He was being harassed by another YouTuber called Frank Hassel, who does the the IRL recording harassing people, you know, basically just playing, playing pranks on people in the general public. 
just sort of being a nuisance. You know, not really hurting anybody, just playing pranks, saying stupid shit in public. It, it, it's funny if you are into that kind of stuff. Me, personally, I'm not. I just find that annoying. But again, that's me. And this YouTuber, Frank Castle, had been harassing Boogie for some time, going on the kill stream, um, making fun of Boogie, arguing with Boogie, basically just berating him live in front of an audience. And he said, okay, well, I'm going to come to your house. Well, he went up to, Frank Castle went to Boogie's house, and Boogie said, I have a gun. If you don't get off my property, I'm going to shoot. He steps outside with a gun and shoots into the air. Due to that, because he was in a school zone, he got into some legal trouble because of that. Well, as of a couple days ago, he has now gotten out of said legal trouble and decided like any normal, sensible person would do and make a YouTube video about it. I so this is Boogie 2... Is it 2988? 2988. Boogie 2988 video about his uh, recent legal issues. Literally just left the courthouse. I've gotten home, I've sat down, I'm ready to talk to you about everything. All of the things I've not been able to say for the last couple of years. And I'm gonna ask two huge favors of you here. The first of which is, if you haven't watched one of my recent videos, I'm gonna put a playlist down below. I would really appreciate it if you would check out some of my recent videos. It's I mean, do we really need a whole ass playlist to see? I mean, if you want to go watch the whole playlist to see what exactly he's doing, but if you kept up with this, you know exactly what happened. <clears throat> you know exactly what happened between him and Frank Castle. And if you haven't, I would definitely say go and watch it. It's likely you haven't seen one of my videos in your feed for quite some time, and maybe you'll like what you see. And secondly, I'm going to ask you to make it all the way to the end of this video. This might likely be the very last video of mine you'll ever watch. And no, it won't. No, it won't. The way these people work, no, it won't. You, This will not be the last time you will ever see a Boogie 2988 video because the money well will start drying up and you're going to need that YouTube ad revenue and you're going to make another video and it may not even pertain to this certain situation, but you're going to end up making another video because this has to be his what? 20th time making one of these videos like making one of these hey I'm just going to sit in front of my microphone I'm going to have a real talk with you guys I'm going to have a real heart to heart with you guys this isn't the last one I, I would I would put 10 bucks on it that this will not be the last video he ever makes I would like it if you heard everything I had to say so please bear with me and let me get all this out Secondly, let me point out just how expensive all of this was. And obviously, I took money out of my bank account and I paid for it out of pocket. I'm not putting up a GoFundMe. I'm not e-begging here. I'm not asking you to bail me out. What I am saying is this cost tens of thousands of dollars to fight to get the outcome that we got. Is it a perfect outcome? No. But it's the one that we got and it cost a fuckload to get there. Not only that. Yes. Yes, as, as any sensible person knows, court costs a hell of a lot of money. I mean, even for stupid shit, court costs a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking money. So yes, it's going to be a fuck ton of money, like you said.
that, but I was advised by everyone to lay low, to live stream less, to make less YouTube videos, to say less things that could be taken out of context and used against me before we had a result, because you know from Reddit and 4chan that that's what they like to do to me. So I laid low for years, I for almost two years. I barely made any videos, I barely live streamed, I planned to hit it running, but that cost me a small fortune and lost wages and lost ad revenue as well. Yes, they were smart telling you not to do that. Because if you talk about the case, if you talk about what is going on, you are going to fuck yourself over. You are going to say something incriminating. And yeah, I know he has a tendency to blame Reddit and 4chan for all of his uh, missteps and misfortunes in his life. But that's... That's not all of the problem. Most of the problem is because you talk way too much about the shit going on in your life, about your personal life. So people are going to run with whatever story you say in a video or a live stream. That's why they were telling you, Boogie, shut the fuck up. Do that for once. Just shut up. Well, so if at any point you have felt that maybe I got wronged in this situation and you want me to just help recoup that loss, you can become a channel member here by clicking the member button down below. You can subscribe to me on Twitch for okay, let's skip even putting that situation the, to begin with. Help, here's the channel member, here's the PayPal, here's whatever, whatever, whatever. The normal thing where I lost a fortune, not being able to stream, not being able to talk about this, I made a lot, you know, da, da, da. It's, it's the same thing you hear anytime a court case gets brought up. I need help with my legal fees or I need help with all this. So here's a way to send me money for the financial loss. No. The state, the judge, everyone obviously understood that. And if you're the kind of person that thinks that I should have gone to jail or you've heard some of these other rumors I'm going to dispel in this video, please understand how wrong you are about me. That the prosecutor, that the judge, that my lawyer, that everyone involved okay. where, where does this in this crazy game of telephone where people make me out to be some bad guy and then you and other people fall for it. Do not fall for their manipulation, please. Another insane thing I heard was that I invited them here when that is the opposite of reality. I told him once he was in my town that if you come to my home that I would be forced to defend myself. Do not come here. But you know when it comes to a guy like Frank Hassel who sees an open invitation like that, who says, if you come to my home, I'm going to I'm gonna defend myself. It's basically saying, you're going to come fuck with me. I know you're going to come fuck with me. Let's see what happens. And you played a giant game of fuck around and find out. You fucked around. And in response to that, you found out. Like, it, even... Because, pe I, because people like Frank Hassel will take that, take the, oh, if you're in my hometown, come and see what happens. They're going to take that as, okay, I'm going to push this guy's buttons. I'm going to see what happens. And you kind of just played yourself there, homie. Even if you are completely tone deaf to sarcasm, even if you are completely oblivious to hyperbole and what it is, it was pretty evident to anyone with a fucking brain that I was telling this person not to come here. And the reason I told him not to come here is because he said when he did, he would make sure that it was the worst day of my life. Worse than when my parents molested me. 
those were his words. They're all over YouTube. You can find Now, that is kind of a weird thing to say to another grown man. Is uh, you're going to make his day worse than the day his parents molested him. I feel like that's a little weird to say to another grown man. That's my personal opinion on that. You know, but in, in the same breath, he says, oh, it was sarcasm. Well, it didn't translate that way to some to some people. That's the issue. In your brain, it was sarcasm. In other people's brains, it was, I'm going to do it. I'm going to touch the butt. Them. I'm not going to put it here because this is the kind of guy who would use that clip as a reason to take down this video. So I'm obviously not going to give him that leverage. But for fuck's sakes, man, you take threats like that seriously. Anyone would. This is a person who had been stalking me online for months, threatening me online for months. This is a person who in the middle of a pandemic got on a plane and flew from where he lives in Atlanta, Georgia to Fayetteville, Arkansas, for the sole purposes of harassing me in person and filming it for profit. Now, I watched the Frank Castle video, which he's talking about, where he said Frank flew from wherever to wherever. And the original plan was for Frank Castle to not come and see you, but to just film a video out that way. And then he heard that and thought, well, I'm going to add this to the video. So you're kind of just making it seem like, oh, well, I said this, but that didn't mean you have to do it. You shouldn't have brought it up in the first place there, big guy. That's the problem. You shouldn't have brought it up in the first place to somebody like that. That is not a good person. That's not a comedian. That's not a nice guy. And you combine that with the fact that this person told me that they were going to make sure it was the worst day of my life, worse than when I got molested. Obviously, you treat that person like the mentally ill motherfucker they are, right? You have to. And because of all of this, I was confident that my lawyer was confident. Hell, I even think the prosecutor was confident that if this went to court, I would walk away completely unscathed. That's why we got the deal that we got, right? Any jury who saw those videos, who saw those threats, who saw that harassment is probably going to side with me. And it's better for the prosecutor in this situation to get his victory than to have that court loss, I think. That's my opinion of what happened. I don't know for sure. I'm not that prosecutor. I'm not in his head. But that's what it seemed like it happened to me. And that seems to be what my lawyer thought as well. Now, I think anyone with a brain can agree that I should have never been put into that situation. But that doesn't mean I acted properly or perfectly in that situation. There I will give him this. At least... With what happened, he openly admits, like, yeah, what I did was, uh, it, it was kind of fucking dumb. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have responded that way. I should have just left the guy alone. I, there, there's a moment of self-awareness that you really got to appreciate from, from a video like this. There are mistakes I made, and I want to own those mistakes. I wanted to own them that day, right? I wanted to come to Twitter and say, this is what I did wrong. This is what I should not have done. And I wasn't allowed to do that because it could have made my case far worse. My lawyer told me to shut up and lay low. And that's what I've done. But now Going on Twitter as soon as something happens is probably not the greatest idea. Just, you know, you know a, word, a word from the wise here, bud.
probably not the smartest idea to go on Twitter and be like, oh, Frank Castle, fuck you. That's not a smart idea. Now it's over. The decision is made. The judge has signed off on it. And now I can admit all the fault I want. My first mistake was engaging with this person in any way on any level, right? The way I discovered this person even existed was by his fans coming into my stream, telling me that this guy was coming to my house. He was going to hurt me. He was going to harass me. And I reached out to mutual people and said, is this guy actually legit? Is this guy actually crazy? Is he actually crazy enough to do something like that? And they all told me, no, it's just trolling. It's just smokes and mirrors. He's not a crazy person. He actually won't do that kind of thing. It's not that he's a crazy person. It's for the content. If you have watched his other videos, you realize this is not the first time that he's ever done this. So why do you think you would be the only person exempt from him fucking with you? If you know he's a troll, if you know his content, like you said, you looked him up and seen, then you would have known that you would not have been exempt from the fucking around that he's known to do. And you know what? I made the mistake of believing him, and that was a stupid, stupid mistake. Every YouTuber I've talked to, every celebrity, every PR person all tells me, Never engage. That's rule one of the internet, I think. Never engage, right, with these type of people or people who, who don't like you or say outlandish things to try to get a reaction. Don't engage. And the way that they choose not to engage is by pretending that they're better than other people, right? Like, I've literally had a PR person say, you have to pretend that you're above these people. You have to be above these people. But I can't do that. Everybody, everybody is on the same level as me in my mind. I'm not better than anybody and nobody's better than me. We're all just people. We're all just organisms living on this wet rock hurtling through space, man. That kind of sounds pretentious a little bit. I understand what he's saying. Nobody's better than anybody. You know, we're all dirt. Yeah, I, I understand that. But most people don't engage because they know it will only lead to problems. Which, look at where we're at now. It causes problems. I treated this person like a fellow human being. It did not have the intended results. And I fucked up. That was a fuck up on my part. I will not make that mistake again. Secondly, once this guy was in town and this guy was threatening. Yeah, we all know you're going to make the same mistake again, dude. Like, we, we know you're going to fuck around with somebody that. <laughs> that likes to fuck with people. You're going to fuck around with somebody that likes to push that likes to push buttons and troll people live and troll people in videos. And you're going to get suckered into this again. Probably not with the same result, but I would throw 10 bucks on it that it's going to happen again. Me from my neighborhood, I should have fled. I should have left my house. I really should have. Uh, I considered it getting a hotel and leaving, but I knew I couldn't take my dogs with me. I knew I couldn't take all of my property with me. And I was afraid of my house getting broken into, my dog getting hurt. I was afraid of that. So I stayed home, and that was a dumb fucking thing to do. I could have found a place, even if I just had to sleep in my car, that could have protected my dog. I could have given them to a friend or a neighbor. I could have let my house get burnt down. This is all just physical stuff. This doesn't matter. I can replace anything. My life is more important. My dogs, my friends' lives, my neighbors' lives are more important. That was a dumb thing to do to stay home. But the other reason I didn't leave my house is because 
I was talking to all these people who knew him. He's not actually going to show up. That's not why he's in town. He's not actually going to do that. You don't have to worry about it. He's not actually unhinged. He's not actually crazy. He's not. A Turns out they were wrong. Turns out they were wrong. That was, again, stupid to listen to those people. And then once this guy was on my property, I should have went back to the first thing I discussed, the first mistake I made, which is not to engage. Didn't matter the fact that this was call this guy was calling me every name in the book through my door. Didn't matter the fact that he was trying to pound my door down. None of that mattered. He wasn't trying to pound your door down. He was just trying to, to fuck with you. He was pressing your buttons to see if you would react, and you gave him a reaction, and you should have done what you said, oh, I didn't want to do in the first place, and not engage. But you gave him what he came up, you gave him what he wanted. You engaged with him, and then you see what happens. Again, you played a game you played a game of fuck around and find out, you fucked around. And shockingly, you found out. Matter, right? I should have called 911, retreated to the back side of the house where I would have been my safest, and waited for the cops to arrive. That's what I should have done. If you are ever in that situation, that's what you should do. People have long speculated as to why I opened the door and why I went out front. And I'll tell you why. In my PTSD-rattled brain, I thought, this person is here for me and only me. He doesn't give a shit about my roommate. He doesn't give a shit about the random repair guy that's in my house right now. He Nobody has to give a shit about anybody that's in your life or give a shit about you in all reality. Which I don't know why that thought process even crossed your mind where, oh, he might give a shit about how this is affecting me mentally. He doesn't have to. In all reality, nobody has to. So why that thought crossed your brain is um, it amazes me. He only wants to hurt me. So if I go out front, he can do whatever he wants to to me and he'll leave everybody else alone. That was my thought process. I opened that door to protect the people that were in my house and sacrifice myself. And for those of you who know what I think about myself, who know about my personal feelings about myself, know about the suicidal tendencies I've had in my life, that should make obvious sense. Right? That's what I was thinking at that moment. However, that's not what I should have done. And you shouldn't do it either. Right? Let the cops do their job and protect and serve. That's what you should do. But the biggest mistake I made, the mistake that I regret um, the most is firing a warning shot. You know, I had some gun training. I'd gone to the range a few times with guns, not that weapon, but other weapons. You, you can see that on my YouTube channel. I knew that eventually there was a chance I would need to protect myself or my roommate would need to protect us. And I, we prepared ourselves for that eventuality, right? I didn't prepare enough. I, too many movies was running through my brain. There's no such thing as a warning shot. And what I can tell you... Uh, uh, okay, quick question. Why in a moment like this were you thinking a movie is going to definitely help me out in this situation? Name one movie where firing a warning shot was a good idea when somebody knocks on your door. And why did you think that acting like the people in the video, like in the movies do, why did you think now would be the time that, hey, this specific scene is going to play out exactly like it did in the movie and I'm going to walk away scot-free with no repercussions whatsoever? Tell you is that you only pull a trigger on a weapon when you are prepared to kill planning to kill or you're in a safe place to do it like a gun range that's the only time you ever do it right 
there's a chance, however small it might be, that someone can get hurt otherwise. And that's obviously what I did wrong in this situation. And it has fucked me up every day. Every day. I've never been able to say how much it fucked me up on Twitter, how, how bad I feel about it, how awful I feel about it. I, I couldn't talk about the fact that I went door to door to apologize to my neighbors and friends in this area. I, can't, I, I wasn't able to talk about any of that. I bet half those people that heard that warning shot were like, oh, shit. All right, let's see what's going on in the TV. Like, none of them, it probably didn't even disturb half of them. The only people that it would genuinely bother are the people on the internet that seen that video, that seen you shoot that warning shot and thought, oh, my God, all those people are probably worried. Most people in the neighborhood probably heard it and thought, oh, well, somebody's probably lighting off fireworks or something. The warning shot, it was only concerning to the people on the internet that like to fuck with you. I'm glad I can talk about it now, though. We do not pull a trigger on a weapon unless we intend to kill or unless we're in a very safe place to do that. I don't do it. You don't do it. Nobody does it. Do you understand? It's a very stupid, stupid thing to do. If you take nothing else from this video... Make sure you understand that it's only for Hollywood, it's only for the movies. And whereas I'm glad to admit these things, whereas I'm glad to take my lumps financially and, and PR-wise and, and on YouTube and, and, and on the internet and everywhere else, I do want to point out that I should have never been in that situation to begin with. I have no clue how to navigate a situation like that. I wasn't prepared for that. And even if I was prepared for that, or you were prepared for that, then you should have just let him knock on your door, yell things outside. If your neighbors were as concerned as you say they are, then somebody would have heard somebody pounding on your door, yelling obscenities at you from outside, and called the cops. You should not have engaged with him because the only thing that was doing was throwing a gallon of gasoline on top of the fire. That's all that it did. Can you promise me you know exactly what to do and you would be able to do it in a high tense stress situation like that? Most of us are going to make mistakes, right? I literally am clinically diagnosed with a disease that makes stressful situations difficult for me. So I, you know, of course I was going to make a mistake there. That's why these people chose me because they knew I would, they knew it would make good internet and they hoped that they would get clout and fame from it. That's, that's why I was chosen. At the end of the day, it's not clout or fame. It's simply they know they can fuck with you and get a response. It's not about clout. It's not about fame. It's not about using you for numbers. It's they've watched enough of your videos. They've seen how you react on Twitter. They've seen how you react on Reddit. They see how you react on 4chan. And they know you're going to give them the response they want. That's the only reason they do it. They don't do it because of your name. They do it because they know they can get some good-ass content from it. I've never fought back for myself before, right? This was a first for me. Because if anybody else pulls the same stuff you did on whatever platform, they would probably go and fuck with them the same way that they fucked with you. It's not because of who you are as a famous YouTuber. It's simply because your reactions are what brings the content. That's that's all it burns down to. Anybody that would be able to give the reaction you do 
would get fucked with just as hard, if not harder. I've been abused by bullies on the internet, bullies in real life. I've been mentally and physically and emotionally and sexually assaulted, even by my own parents, and I never really fought back. I never really stood up for myself. And that's one thing that I've noticed watching Boogie is that he tends to bring up that topic a lot, even if the video has nothing to do with that topic whatsoever. He still happens to bring it up in some form of conversation, and it's just... It seems like that's just sort of his escape, his escape card. It, it's his scapegoat. This was the first time I ever did that. And I don't regret trying to stand up for myself. I do regret the results. I do regret the, the way I did it, right? Obviously. But I, I don't regret the fact that I finally grew a fucking backbone. Um... I just wish it had played out differently, right? And more importantly, I'm just glad nobody got hurt. Not me, not the stalker, not anybody else. I'm just glad nobody got hurt, thank God. Now, for those of you who have made it this far and you're looking for the specifics, what the judge, my lawyer, and the prosecutor have agreed to here is called deferred adjudication. And basically, it kicks this whole thing down the road for two years. And at the end of that two years, it's very likely to get 346 and go away. It will not be part of my record. It'll just basically disappear. And that's the best possible outcome for all things considered. We could have gone to court, but there's no guarantee that you'll win in the court situation. And it would be a horribly stressful thing to deal with. It could have been more damaging to my career, more damaging to the YouTube platform, more damaging to just my fucking sanity. Like, keep in mind, I have an anxiety disorder, and this looming over my head for the last two years has been my definition of a living hell. I've hated every second of it. It has affected every aspect of my life, and I'm just glad. No, I, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. I can only imagine that something like this would obviously, yes, raise your anxiety and just make you a nervous wreck the entire time. But it's one of those issues where you started your own situation and then got, you kind of light the fire and then think, wow, this is burning bright. I need to put it out. I'm going to dump more gas on it. That's what it is. It, it wasn't because this just randomly happened out of nowhere, out of the blue. Some guy wanted to fuck with you. You gave him the reaction he wanted and it just kept burning brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And now that it bit you in the ass, it's like, oh, wow, I need to put this flame out. But it was too, the flame was too high to even try and put out. Had to have it be over. It is possible that by going to court, we would have won. I think it's very likely. Even my lawyer thinks it was likely. I think even the prosecutor thinks it was likely. But that would have been months away. This way it's over. And I just fucking need it to be over. Right? Like, Tear down whatever this tears down. Whatever the fallout is for it, that's the fallout, and I'll deal with it. I'm a survivor. That's what I do. I rebuild. I've rebuilt so many times in my life. I'll rebuild from this. I just needed to get to a point where I could fucking rebuild. And finally, we're there. How many times do you need to destroy, rebuild, destroy, rebuild, destroy, rebuild, re destroy, rebuild? Because... From what I see from Boogie, this happens quite a bit. The destroy-rebuild cycle happens 
every couple of months. Something bad happens, he has a complete meltdown, he steps away from Twitter for two weeks, and then it's right back to it. How many more times are we going to have to do this before we finally realize, hey, maybe I should just take a full step back from the internet? Like a complete, complete shut off, no Twitter, no YouTube, no Twitch streaming, nothing. Just complete, cut everything off, take a step back. How much longer are we going to have to do this? Because at one point, people are just going to be like, you know what? I think I'm done here. And I, I, I don't know when that's going to happen, but I really hope it happens soon. Because Boogie2988 seems like a great guy. He seems like a really good guy. Uh, seems very genuine. Seems very humble with all of his stuff. But I think this internet stuff has gotten way too into his head. It has burrowed way too far. And he, and he can't get out. There's no way he can get out unless somebody takes all of his electronics any way to get on any social media and just destroys everything. If he keeps going down this path of doing stuff like this, it's just going to burn and burn and burn until there's nothing left of the boogie. I don't want to say, like, fandom, the boogie legacy. It's just going to end very horribly. And it's going to happen soon. It's going to happen sooner and sooner if this stuff like this keeps happening. To all of you that have stuck with me through all of this shit, thank you. God bless you. The positive messages from content creators and, and from fans and from friends has meant the world to me. I, I cannot thank you enough because sometimes I get it into my mind that these people who hate me are correct and that I'm some sort of fucking supervillain or something. And it really does a number on me. But with your positivity, your kindness, and your love, I mean, we're talking some of the biggest content creators on the platform reaching out to me to support me through this. With that kind of support and that kind of love, it made it possible for me to get through this, and God bless you for it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That said, I really want to hit the ground running again. I'm done lying low. I I want to get back to three to five videos a week, right? Even if they're not even that Hey, how? Let's just exit out. I, I wanted to. I didn't want to start that video up yet. I wanted to somewhat finish this that good just to put them out there for fun so that you can enjoy them i want to get back to three to five streams a week and i really i really hope he does i really hope he goes back to the fun to the fun streams the fun videos where it didn't matter you know where none of this internet bullshit was even a problem I hope he does because that's when he is at top tier boogie. That's when he's making the best content. Not this drama bullshit that he needs to be a part of. So I guess we'll see. If he actually sticks with this, then yeah, I'm all for it. And if he doesn't, then it was nice seeing Boogie two nine eight eight. It was nice seeing his uh nice seeing his presence while it lasted. Now, the last video we're going to cover is if you aren't deep into the lore of Ethan Ralph or the Killstream, then you will know nothing about this. Uh, Ethan Ralph basically 
got somebody pregnant, and ever since then, her dad has been clout chasing everywhere, doing interviews, doing podcasts, going everywhere, tweeting everything, tweeting every little aspect of their life, and I think this has been, I think dude is just chasing clout, and this is the first video that he made off of his official, like his first official channel, so I want to see if this is going to be one of those, hey, this has nothing to do with the drama that's going on, or if it's, well, I'm going to talk about everything because I have no better ideas for videos. How is everybody doing? So I put out a Twitter poll. I will give the guy this. Goddamn, does he not have a good mic? A couple days ago, uh, asking for people what they wanted me to talk about in this promotional video because a certain someone uh, had insinuated that I was a sick fuck for uh, wanting to make this channel. They don't even know what it's about yet. But I thought, hey, let's indulge it. What is it that makes up a sick fuck? Uh, so I wanted to know, hey, do you guys want me to talk about my recent revenge porn conviction? Do you want me to talk about my felony conviction? Do you want me to talk about my alcoholism or my serious substance abuse? Some people got the joke, some people didn't. Uh, obviously, I don't have any of those problems. I'm not a, a convicted revenge pornographer. I'm not a felon, not an alcoholic, I barely drink in public and socially, and I never drink while I'm alone, because that's kind of just sad. Uh, and I've never abused substances, with the exception of maybe uh, some Diet Dr. Pepper. This video is exactly what I thought it would be. It is just going to be him talking about Ralph, and that's all it's going to be. It's, it, 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 that's all this channel is going to be because it, it's simple. It's easy money for him. It's going to be back and forth. And I knew that's all this channel was going to be because even in the description, like in the description of his channel, where is the about? Here it is. It says, everyone has a hobby, everyone has a passion. In people's lives, their hobbies and passions can be positive influence, negative influence, or outright destroy their lives. One topic each week, let's explore together. Now, it makes it sound like it's going to be something about his passions in life. When in all reality, it's just going to be talking shit. That's all it's going to be. A Twitter poll. But I thought, hey, let's indulge it. What is it that makes up a sick fuck? Uh, joke some people didn't. Uh, obviously, I don't have any of those problems. I'm not a, a convict. Again, I will give the guy this. He does have a dope-ass microphone. For not having any other social media presence. I, 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 always, give, I always give credit when it comes to good, uh, good audio quality. Convicted revenge pornographer. I'm not a felon, not an alcoholic. I barely drink in public and socially, and I never drink while I'm alone because that's kind of just sad. Uh, and I've never abused substances with the exception of maybe uh, some Diet Dr. Pepper. Uh, guilty. But while we're at it, there's this list of other things. I've numbered them because it's important. Uh, number one. Uh, okay. Okay, can we can we get on to the point, please? Of what the point of this video is? 
Because right now you're just listing off things of like, oh, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't do this. I don't do that. It's a four-minute video, and I'm almost halfway through. Never knocked up a woman out of wedlock. Number two, never knocked up two different women out of wedlock. I mean, I've never knocked up any woman out of wedlock, but... Uh, number three, never tried to pressure my partner into a threesome. Number four, I've never done numbers one through three while proclaiming Christ is king. Number five, I've never been in a fight in somebody else's house because they made fun of my height, or for any other reason. Number six, I've never been in a fight in another country. Number seven, I've never had multiple courts approve three temporary restraining orders against me. Number eight. Yeah, this is exactly how I thought it would go. Mind you, I didn't expect much coming into this. I didn't expect the biggest expose video made but i thought it would be a little bit more entertaining than the guy i don't like does insert shit here thought it'd be a little bit more entertaining than this i've never had multiple courts approve two restraining orders against me number nine anybody's property it's crazy right and number 18 i've never relied on anyone anyone to provide any financial support for any of my kids let alone a hundred percent of that certain people rewind to number 11 okay yeah this this video is exactly what i thought it would be it's basically just listing off problems and being like well i never did this i never did this uh, okay cool yay proud of you just seems like a holier than thou thing that's that's all it burns down to for me doesn't seem like he has any actual umph to put anything beyond it except oh i do this 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 and this uh, okay okay that cool if you i think he should have made a different video if it's about different topics because we all know from a channel like this it's not going to be about different topics it's going to be about the same person every single week every single video and it's going to be another a log channel and those get kind of boring real fast. Now that is all that I've seen on the internet today. It, it was it's been a really let's actually bring this back up just so it's not an empty screen. Just to bring this back up, because it's a very sad. It's a very sad moment in women's history when one of the top actresses decides to finally give up. It's a sad women's women's history month. That's all we can burn it down to. Honestly, these last couple weeks have been really nothing. Really, has been exciting. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say exciting, but nothing really internet wise has been happening or yeah nothing internet wise has really been going on that's that's all i could that's all i could round up for today's stream this is the first stream that i've done in ah shit i would say what did it say two months that i've been since i've been around so you can kind of tell in my you can kind of tell in my voice that it's 
been a hot minute since I've been around to been around to talk shit on the internet. So these these streams will continue. Like I said, I'm my plan is to My plan is to start coming back into streaming uh, consistently Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and kind of build up my repertoire in front of the mic where it used to be instead of sounding so awkward and choppy and spaces in between like it has been this whole stream. Uh, for those, let's actually cut to the stream ending because this was going to be a short one to begin with. Like I said, uh, to anybody who had joined the chat or, you know, came in and watched the stream, even just sat here and listened to me push through these topics, even, I mean, I can acknowledge my faults during this. I pushed through the, I pushed through the topics a little hard. I really didn't slow down a lot. It was fast paced, boom, 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 topic after topic after topic after topic after topic without giving much insight of what I, th of what I thought. This was a very, <laughs> I, it's one of those I acknowledge what I did and just going to go off that. To anybody who showed up to watch it, I greatly appreciate you staying through through the whole stream. Like I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you sticking with me through this entire thing. Um, And I guess we're going to do our normal sign-off that I haven't had to do in quite a while. So this is going to, let's see if I can still rapid-fire this like I did any other time. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining the stream. If you want to follow me on any social medias, you can follow me at twitter.com slash enoughsnuff. On Instagram, instagram.com slash podcastaddy. TikTok, TikTok. I, th I think it's just you just look it up on podcastaddy1. Have been posting there a lot, plan on posting a lot more posting a lot more com uh, content there. If you want to find the podcast on any platform, go to any of the major podcasting platforms and type in the Snuff Show where you will find just one episode because it's been a minute since I've even posted an episode of this. And of course, if you miss the live stream, they will be uploaded to YouTube and Odyssey. Just look up Podcast Eddie and you will see past podcasts that I have done including Short Bus Riders, Cannibal Wine Tasting, and ca uh, Caffeine and Kush. I think I uploaded the one episode of Caffeine and Kush that was made. So whether you stayed for one minute, 60 minutes, or the entire stream, I greatly appreciate you. Everybody, have a wonderful night. Be safe. Keep your balls clean.